Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, hope everybody's staying safe and sane in these crazy times. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. You're listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. Today we are fantasizing about our dream interviews. That takes about 15 minutes. So if you're not interested in uh, listening to us talk about who we want to talk to, then you might want to fast forward. But thereafter, we're talking a little bit about what do you do? Like, what do you, where do you go? Do you do therapy online? Do you do therapy at all? Do you do therapy by text, by phone? Um, and what are your options? And uh, and if you're stuck in your house, how do you just make that the best you can? So as always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Grumpy this oh. morning. You got like the serious grumps. I am. I'm grumpy this Why? morning. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's like, well, because the world is falling apart. <laughs> and yesterday they told us we can't leave our house. Maybe. Yeah. And I have to live here with three wives that all have an opinions about. But, well, that's your that's me. your problem is that you don't have three wives. You have one boss and you have two little bosses, but they're not your wives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've said this before, but Rebecca, Rebecca will sometimes say that she thinks she has three children. Hmm. And I've learned that I have that I have three wives. Yeah. All right. My three wives. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in a great mood and, um, why, um, why? Well, because I, I think that our jobs are recession proof. I don't know how to put it, but like my husband and I are, (laughs) um, I'm motivated rather than getting down. I see a lot of people, I mean, people that you would never expect to be laid off or lose their job have lost their job. And it's quite depressing to hear about this. And so, and my brother's probably one of them and it really stresses me out that he um, is likely going to lose his job, go on unemployment, figure out, you know, how he's in the restaurant industry, manages a restaurant. And um, anyway, so I'm motivated at this point because I'm like, that's great. I'm just going to make, a shit ton of money and I'm going to pay your bills. I'm going to pay anybody else's bills. I mean, I'm just motivated to do what I can because if I can continue to see clients virtually and online, then my job is not going to be necessarily affected. And so now I'm just, you know, yesterday, yesterday, last evening, um, the governor here in Washington state declared our sort of inevitable stay home order. So we have to stay home unless we're considered essential employees. But you know what I found out? You and me, we are considered essential employees. Yeah. Well, there's no time than now where I think a lot of people. Mental health professionals are on the list. Yeah. We're just experiencing, I think it kicks everything up into high gear. One of the things that I recognize is that number one, people aren't feeling 
safe. Right. And so like their jobs are in danger, their family's jobs are in danger, their health is in danger. There's a level, a level of safety that has impacted everyone. And if you have pre-existing anxiety, for sure, your anxiety is through the roof. Maybe that's why you're grumpy right now is that you're just experiencing the tension increase. Maybe, maybe, or maybe it's because Um, I made you get out of bed at nine in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that you said to text me and said, Hey, Laura, can I just go back to bed? Are you going to get on here? Or can I go back to bed? That was like a nine Oh seven. I was like, please, please, please cancel. Please, please cancel. Please. please. Um, hey, hey, listen, if you're looking for a feel good movie, by the way, um, our family last night, we watched um, peanut butter Falcon. Never. Have you heard of never, this movie? Never heard of it. Um, it, it was, uh, it was delightful. It was such a great, just little respite from the gloom, but it's about this kid. Kid is the wrong word. He's 22 year old, uh, man mm. who has down syndrome and the actor who plays him has down syndrome mm. and he wants to be a professional wrestler. So he escapes from his uh, care facility and goes on the run. And then he, of course he meets his, um, you know, kind of best pal mm. and, um, Who's and the they, they like journey. They journey down like kind of this, this through this, I don't know, coming of age sort of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rebecca said it was based on a true story. I haven't verified that, but it was, it was just a really pleasant uh, experience of watching television. And I guess one of the gigs is that, or one of the things is that the, the actor with Down syndrome was not all that great at um, like hitting his lines. I mean, as you might yeah. imagine, like reading and um, and so there was a lot of real sort of authentic, I wouldn't call it improv, but like some of the professional actors who were in the show with this kid were having to kind of react to his not precise delivery. Totally. And it, I think it made it, I think it made it even, even more fun. It was more fun. So anyway, if you're looking for a feel good movie, this is, this is, a, this is what I would recommend. It's called peanut butter Falcon. Falcon. Okay. Is that what he names himself as a wrestler is peanut butter Falcon? It is. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> and okay, hold on. I think I saw because um, there was something going on. Who's the Who's the second? His co actor. Shia LaBeouf. Sh- Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah whatever. It is. <clears throat> um, okay. He's an interesting actor. And then Dakota. And then Dakota Johnson, who is the girl from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay. Dakota Johnson. She's an idiot. I. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. This is just a, just a secret. I have a client that looks like the 50 shades of gray actor, the male. <laughs> and it, yeah. it makes for an interesting okay. time. Cause whenever I meet with them, it's literally the first thing that comes to mind of is <laughs> like, you look like the guy from 50 shades of gray. So ladies imagine what that is like for me as a therapist, you gotta just work with, hey, work with it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, um, I had a woman in my practice one time. Did I tell you this? She came in to my practice and she was by herself. She had relationships issues that she couldn't wrap her head around. And swear to God, this was it. She said, I'm too hot that I can't trust anyone to love me just for who I am. And it was true because I had seen her around town two times before she ever walked into my office. And literally I... like once was at a coffee shop and I think one was just like on a sidewalk somewhere. And I literally was like, I think that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my whole life. And she came to your office. Yeah. Then a couple, like maybe like nine, 10 months later, she came into my office and I was like, 
um, this is weird. And her presenting problem was exactly that she couldn't secure a stable relationship because she never trusted anybody just to appreciate her on her merits versus for what she looked like. It was crazy. Wow. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I get it. I was like, cause you're, you're gorgeous, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't say that out loud to her, but yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. I asked you this by email, but I, this has been on my mind mm-hmm. since, since we can do whatever we want now, cause it's like, mean? um, Mad Max territory. Like we just live in the, uh, like in the no rules, the, the wi- standard the wild, rules. On wild wild west. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we going to have on the podcast? That's like, Oh, they would never come on the podcast. Like we, like we just want to talk to somebody that is just on the 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 list. Because here's what I think is going to happen. Hmm. I think somebody's going to listen to this podcast and they're going to go, "Oh, I know Ben Folds, who is on my yeah. list." Right? Ben Folds is one of my favorite music, musicians. Mm-hmm. Musicians, yeah. and uh, he probably has something to say about relationships. And I'm just like, I want Ben Folds on the podcast. And so, you know what? This I, did I, happen. Yeah. This happened where I had posted something about someone that I really like. So the one of the person's people that I had responded back to you is I really appreciate what the Hollis Co. is doing. So this is Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. And Rachel wrote... That's Girl, Wash Your Face. Yes, Girl, Wash Your Face. Dave just came out with his book, um, A Skeptic's Guide uh, to Self-Improvement. And I'm totally botched the book name. But um, so... By the way, that's the new motto. That's the new motto at our, around our house. I'm like, girl, wash your hands. Girl, wash your hands. Girl, wash your hands. That's that's all I say to my to my three wives. I love it. <laughs> um, so I had mentioned or posted something about how much I. Oh, I, I'm going to the. Uh, let's see here. Rise conference. They have a conference. Really yeah. love. No, you're not. I, I. It's in June. It's in June. Fingers crossed that they are clean yeah. fingers. Um. So yeah. I had posted that and a girlfriend of mine said, Hey, by the way, um, we're best friends with her best friend. So now I'm at two or three degrees of separation from someone that yeah, I think are. is pretty awesome. And I modeled my style of, of teaching from the stage after Rachel Hollis. I think she's incredibly authentic and she's energized and she's real. And I, and we have the same audience. So anyway, that's, I'm putting this out in the universe. If you know, Rachel Hollis, if you know, Dave Hollis, okay. Contact them and say or Ben Folds or Ben Folds and say we want you, you need to meet Zach Zach Brittle or you need to meet Laura Heck you need to be on the podcast because I think our audience would love them. Who else is on your list? Who's your Who's your people? Yeah, um, my, kind of, probably my number one right now is um, is Pete Holmes and Pete Holmes is a comedian, stand up comedian who also has a podcast called You Made It Weird. And, um, he also has a television show on HBO called Crashing, but he, um, he right now is doing some of the most interesting, thoughtful sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't, you just have to call him conversations on his podcast Mm -hmm. or in his kind of universe. His kind of his gig is he talks about, um, what's it, what is it? It's, um, sex, comedy, and religion Mm. is sort of like the three things that he always hits on his podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's usually interviewing another comedian, Mm -hmm. but, but, um, he's just talking about things right now that really are resonating with me and that I want to be curious about out loud. So Pete Holmes is on my list. Also on my list is, um, Rose Lavelle. No idea. So Rose Lavelle is, oh, she's, um, well, she's the future of us women's soccer basically. Mm. Um, and she is, um, they call her the human cheat code <laughs> because of just how, how 
creative she is on top of the ball, mm-hmm. but um, she's also hilarious. And I just want to talk to her and pick her brain. I think she's maybe 25 years old or something. Mm-hmm. But um, if you know Pete Holmes or Ben Folds or Rose Lavelle or anyone who can connect us <laughs> with any of those people, um, <laughs> shoot us a note. Yeah. Um, well, hold on. I got other people I, on my list. Have, who's on your list. Okay. Yeah. So by the way, if you're listening to this, just on your phone, if you're listening to this on your phone or if you're driving, pull over, pull your phone out and start subscribing to Brene Brown's new podcast. Never has there been a better time for Brene Brown to come out with a podcast than right now. Because um, there, she is one of those people that has been brought in to deal with some really tough shit. And we're just going through tough shit. And so now all of a sudden she's on episode three or maybe episode four of her podcast. And I listened to all three of them yesterday. So... That's one thing, but I would love to have Brene Brown on the podcast. I also really. Do you know, do you remember my piece of trivia about Brene Brown? No. I have never, ever one time heard her voice. No. It's true. Yeah. I've seen some things that she's written, but I've never heard her talk. And also Kim Kardashian. Okay. Cause I've heard. Never heard Kim Kardashian's voice. I've heard you say about Kim Kardashian and never. So here's the cool part. Um, she has an accent. Brene Brown sounds like she is from the sort of like mid South. I would say, but she is a, (laughs) but she's just really real. And that's what I really appreciate about people. And then, you know, a lot of these are um, uh, people in the self-help space that I love and adore. There's another one, the model health show. If you are interested in. All right, hold on. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there because. Well, because I I do appreciate your desire for self-help people, but I really would rather you talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. (gasps) Oh my God. I forgot I put him on there. Hello, (laughs) please, please, please. If you know Jake Gyllenhaal, will you please just say, can you just do this girl a favor and make her, make her a year. It's been a tough, it hasn't been tough for me, but you know what? I'll stockpile the bone, the brownie points. I just want to talk to him and see if maybe like there's the Brene Brownie points. I'll give up all my Brene Brownie points for one conversation with Jake. Yeah. With Jake Gyllenhaal. And I just, by the end of it, I want him to say, girl, it's too bad you're married because I feel like I could really, really like sink into a relationship with you. That's what I want my conversation with Jake Gyllenhaal to be about. And hello, the dude, he sings on Broadway and he acts. I'm just telling you that is my celebrity crush and that is who I want to talk to. And I don't need you on the podcast to do that, Zach. You can take a break that day. Okay. I'll just take the day off. Hey, hold on. We should talk about something that's going to actually help people in their marriages. But the other thing is I have a dad joke for you. Um, This is sent to me by my buddy Craig. Um, So there's a snail. And the snail is uh, purchasing a vehicle and he's out there and he finds the best vehicle. And he says, man, I think this is my, this is my car, but I just want to make sure before I buy it, do you think maybe you could just paint an S on the side of this vehicle? And the salesman's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. I can totally do that. And he said, but I just have to ask like, why an S that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And he says, well, I just want my friends to see my vehicle and say, Hey, look at that S car go. Yeah. Okay. That was that was a pity laugh. You telegraphed it too too way too early. How? How? With the S. Yeah. <sighs> Should I? Ju- it's okay. It's okay. There's gonna there, listen. There's gonna be a lot lot more dad jokes during the uh, sequester period. Okay. Um, that's just gonna happen. I, but just they're all gonna be in. They're all gonna be inside jokes. <laughs> was did I, was that a joke? And I missed the joke yeah. within a joke. 
Zach. <laughs> They're all going to be inside jokes. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because we're all inside, Laura. Heck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. Did you make right, that? So you made that one up all by yourself just now. No, oh, of course all not. Right. No. Hey, listen. Rich, rich, we're, rich we're 15 minutes into this episode. When you record your intro, by the way, will you tell people to just skip skip to 15? Because all of this <laughs> okay. up until this point has been worthless. No, it has not. It has been amazing and it's going to get us our energy that this, we want. Is this what happens when we end up being like two weeks um, locked into our houses? We just talk to each other and we don't give any helpful advice. Our podcast is getting lit on fire. <laughs> hey, no, I actually think this is something I want to talk about because right now, yeah. obviously, um, a couple of things are happening on the on the client side. People are having to do something they've never done before, which is, you know, spend a lot more time with their spouses or stay home or just live in a heightened state of anxiety. And that is just real. That's just a thing that's happening right now. On the provider side, on my side, on your side, most of us um, are needing, wanting to entertain um, meeting with clients online or meeting with them on the phone or just providing some kind of alternative support. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's worth kind of thinking about that out loud just for folks who are um, trying to figure out how to, how to get the support they need in this, in this kind of new era. I just did, um, I actually just this weekend did a marathon session. I had a couple that was going to come up and um, stay, you know, just come into town okay. for three days, get a hotel room. We were going to spend time together and then they decided not to. Okay. Um, and so we met online and I actually thought it was fantastic. I mean, it was, you thought it was good. It was what did really, they think about it? I think so too. I mean, I think they did too. And, and there are a couple of things that here's one thing that I think gets lost in the kind of in the thinking about it. But in this particular case, this couple had the opportunity to spend about 18 hours really thinking about and through their relationship in a way that was healing for them. Mm -hmm. And they did it in their own house, Yeah, which which I think is cool because they got to sort of attach memories or healing things to their, their own furniture, mm -hmm. their own view out their own window. Um, they ate their own food. They didn't have to go somewhere else to get help, mm -hmm. right? They didn't have to go, go, you know, to a hospital or to a retreat or to my office to, to do the thing that was really helpful for them. And, um, and I think there were just other, other pieces of it that really, uh, I don't know. They're just really helpful. A lot of people champion the in-person piece. And I think the in-person piece is obviously valuable, but I, I think we're going to find out a lot more about how, you know, online therapy or on phone therapy or on text therapy can be um, mm -hmm. meaningful in this, this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I had mentioned to you that right before we hopped on this podcast, um, I, I did an interview and wanted to pick the brain of an executive that worked for Talkspace. And Talkspace sort of pioneered this idea of doing virtual therapy, getting virtual support. There's a couple other big players out there um, that are doing similar things. And what she had said is, this is really helpful stuff. I mean, it's really, really, it's incredibly helpful to be able to meet with people 
in in their way, like where they're at, right? Like in their home or in the moment where you're experiencing pain and you need that that third party to be able to sort of talk you through it and process through what's going on for you. And and via text, I mean, that was the kind of one of the mind-boggling things that she had shared with me is that she found that texting with couples, couples, not just individual, but actually writing writing, physically writing back and forth. And maybe it's through email, maybe it's through text, whatever it might be, but it's not talking. Your mouth is not moving. You are not over the phone. You are not through video, but you're actually just writing was incredibly helpful because it allowed people to process things differently. And I think the space, the world of therapy, couples therapy has been so rigid up to this point that we are about to experience Mm -hmm. a massive shift in how people get help. And I honestly think we're removing barriers that have been keeping people from seeing a therapist. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you had mentioned something and it it brought back this memory. My husband has always talked about this experience that he had when he was a kid, um, probably teenage years, uh, where his his mom and dad hired this kind of like a holistic healer, Gita, Gita, um, to come to their home and do kind of like a marathon experience with them. Sort of like what you did with this couple. She actually physically came to their home and walked them through a lot of mindfulness techniques. Now this was back in like the nineties. And, um, and he always talks about it. There was like, you've talked about a before and after experience and Uh Ryan's family has this after experience where They're like, there was before Gita and then there was after Gita. And she walked them through yoga poses and mindfulness and, um, you know, how to connect with each other, but also how to connect more deeply with yourself. And I imagine that this couple is going to have that experience with you where they're like, there was this before experience before we worked with Zach doing this marathon therapy. And now there's this after experience. And I think you nailed it. When you're in your space, you're able to create new energy around your space. That this was the place where we had a lot of fights and tension. And now this is the space where we had amazing conversation and felt connected and talked through really hard stuff. Big time. Well, yeah. And I I mean, and I want to, I mean, you're exactly right. In fact, that's the theme that we hit over and over and over again, which is that um, we are in a moment right now where... um, I think we're going to, we're going to all do this culturally. We're going to talk about, well, before the coronavirus or before 2020 or before, you know, everything shut down, life was like this, or we were like this. And after you know, that period, this period, life was like that. I mean, I was watching this announcement from governor Inslee last night and I was, I was on the verge of tears in part because I was remembering mm. when I was, a, a teenager and the Berlin wall came down or the Berlin wall, the Berlin wall was opened wow. up and the same kind of announcement was coming over the television. And my dad was just like weeping, I mean, just weeping. And I didn't understand. I had no bucket to put mm. that in apart from that. Like that was a, a substantial and significant cultural thing that mm-hmm. happened. And, and that was what I was experiencing last night. But, but, but back to this couple, I mean, when I was talking with them, and this is where I think a marathon can be really helpful, is I just said I, over and over and over again, I was like, look, we are retiring the old script, the old script that you guys have right. been using over and over right. again, and we're replacing it with a new script. And you must, must, must decide that this weekend or this experience is going to be the pivot point. Like every single time you drop into the old script, you've got to say, nope, that's old. Yeah. Nope, that's old. Yep. And, and then instead go to the new mm-hmm. one because... Um, 
because I do think these before and after moments are really critical. And, um, and we have an opportunity, we have an invitation right now to really, to really do that. I mean, and, and these guys were, these, these guys were really cool. I mean, they, they were pretty, um, it was almost the ideal situation in this way, which was, um, they were ready, right. They really, really were ready to have a new experience of their relationship and wanted to, and wanted to work with one another and with me to, to put, to lay down the old one and put the new one in place. Mm. And I think that's, that's, I think I described this last week on the last week's podcast about this idea of, um, how this is like the third time in my practice that I've had this experience mm-hmm. where, where people had something bigger than them outside themselves, whether it was Super Bowl or political event yeah. or, or now this, but I think you have to recognize it as an opportunity to, to lean into your people, to lean into, to, to turn toward one another. And that's the, uh, that was my experience in this way. And I think if, if couples can agree to get on, you know, to, maybe it's kind of like your event, right? Like we're sort of fingers crossed to see what happens if this event in June is going to happen. But now is the moment, right? Like now is the time and not, don't wait till, till this thing passes to work on your relationship or to work on your people. Like now is the, now is the invitation. Um, I do feel, and I don't think not being able to go into somebody's office is a, is a reasonable excuse to not work on what you're dealing with. Yeah. There's, you know, I had this moment yesterday where I started to think about, okay, how is this impacting me? All right. Husband and I were doing pretty great, right? Like we have jobs that haven't, haven't been impacted directly yet. And we also both worked from home before any of this started. So our, Mm -hmm. our day to day function hasn't changed minus my kid being home from school. Um, but here's the thing that I did think about. What about those couples right now that are in the middle of separating and I know that divorce, one of the biggest factors of why people don't divorce is they can't financially divorce. It doesn't make sense. They cannot figure out how to divide. And now all of a sudden they were trying to get out and now they can't. And so it's like, what the hell do I do now? Because now I can't get my own apartment. Now I can't financially um, make sure that I can pay for two separate lifestyles when before we were combined. And I would say... It really brings me a lot of pain because there is so much that comes from being able to do things together in life and weather the storm in life and share the burden of life together with another person. And I I kind of think that a lot of people might be feeling really stuck at this moment and feeling like whatever plans I had, whatever strength I had before has gone out the window. And now is the time to just hunker down. I can't focus on my relationship because I'm trying to keep everything else you know, button down. I'm trying to keep a job. I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to keep my kids happy. And it's just too much. And the relationship was on the back burner to begin with. And now it's really on the back burner. But I want to push back and say, this, this is the time, like what you said, lean into your people. And um, because there really is so much strength that can come from doing life together and doing it well, not just don't use your energy to be fighting, but use your energy to come together as a team. And I want to give some helpful tips because I think insight's great. You might be nodding along and saying, okay, yeah, like like, (laughs) this is shit, but I'm going to lean into my people. What do I actually do? So Zach, I'm going to put this question on you. I have some ideas if you need some time to think, but what are some really small things that people can start doing that's going to help them to lean into their people that's going to 
help them to feel competent. It's going to help them feel like, okay, I'm taking a step toward my relationship today that I hadn't taken yesterday. I'm leaning in. Any any ideas of small small things? The, you know, the very first thing that popped into my office, my, my office <laughs> that popped into my head was um, like make eye contact. Mm. I mean, that is um, I'm finding that challenging right now, just because my 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 gaze is down a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think you know, just even making eye contact with my my kids or my wife is a big deal. And I know for a fact that she appreciates it, um, because it, it's, it reminds her that I'm, that she's not alone. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing that popped in my head, but mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to, I'd love to hear your list. Well, I, I almost feel like, gosh, for some people that eye contact is so stinking intimate and, and we've seen this. I, I don't know about you, but I have couples turn toward each other and the moment they're fine looking at me, um, and talking in my office, talking to me about their partner or talking to me about their relationship. The moment I ask for them to turn their body physically toward their partner and look their partner in the eye and talk to them is there, there is this immediate like, deer in the headlights. Don't make me do that. That is so intimate. That is so much. And I almost Mm. feel like, you know, if you're not ready for that, another step that might be less intimate than making eye contact might just be asking your partner. Now is a really great time to ask your partner some questions. And it might just be, how are you handling all of this? And, or um, tell me some of your fears around what's happening right now? Because how are you handling all of this is a closed question. They could answer with a one word answer. But opening it up for dialogue. Uh, My husband actually did that the other day. I was jokingly saying something like, so are we just going to load up in the camper and go boondock and get away from society for a while and weather the storm out there? And he looked at me and rather than answering the question, he said, how are you doing with all of this? Like, are you really concerned? Um, do you have some really like serious concern? And I was a little taken back by his question because it was a little un- unlike him um, to dig deeper. And I appreciated it. So I would say, you know, just asking your partner that question, allowing them that space to be able to talk. And for those of you who asked that question, Know that when your partner responds and says, I'm fucking terrified, this is so hard right now. I'm so anxious all the time. I can't sleep. Um, be ready for that response and let it be okay that they are terrified. Don't try and minimize their pain or let them know that everything's going to be okay. But instead, just hold space for them to say, yeah, I can see why you would be so scared. That makes perfect sense. They like, could be, be okay yeah. with your partner being scared. Yeah. Well, we did give some, this wasn't just all bullshit, right? 15 minutes, but you can tell that my cursing has increased quite a bit. I guess so. (laughs) Um, well, yeah, I mean, we're all making this up as we go along. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as we're, you know, prioritizing kindness and compassion, I think we'll probably be, we'll probably get on the other side. I read this interesting meme the other day about, you know, imagine in 2030, what, what we're going to be saying, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to be saying, Oh, it was horrible, man. We had all these shutdowns and people lost their jobs and it was tense and scary and people, you know, that people were dying and we never knew who had it and who didn't. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe, maybe if we can keep our heads above water and, 
really create um, kind of the safety and security that 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 we want and need in our house, our kids will say stuff like, "All I remember is." we had dinner as a family and we went on scavenger hunts and we had game night a lot. Yeah. And, um, we talked to each other. Like that was the best time of my yeah. life. We watched, uh, we watched peanut butter Falcon and as a family, like whatever. And so we have choices here and I just, uh, you know, I really resonate with your imploring us not to choose fear. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's okay to be afraid. So we don't have to choose to, to indulge that. I think. Mm. Well, um, with that said, I will tell you that my house is a total wreck and it's okay. It's, nice. I have a, yeah, a fort is. that has been perpetually built in um, my son's room that you can't even open the door because the fort is all consuming. And I have a Monopoly game that has been spread out for the last three weeks over my kitchen table. And that's okay. And um, I haven't done the laundry. It's been sitting in the laundry room for the last two weeks, unfold, but it's clean. It's just, it hasn't been folded and put away and that's okay. And there's a lot of things. This is my, it's Ben Folds, Ben Folds, Ben Folds. Ben Folds. What? Yeah, I was just, I was trying to subliminally remind people that I want to talk to Ben Folds on the podcast. Oh, well, I'm not going to subliminally. I'm just going to say, if you know Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> send them my way. My phone number is 360-220. Oh, they can find it anywhere. It's on my website. Okay. And I really okay. want, I really want Jake Gyllenhaal to call me. 4994. Please call me, Jake. I know you're bored at home and so am I. Um, and I just want to talk. That's my theory. To you. These guys are just sitting around. Everybody's just sitting around waiting True. for somebody to say, would you come to my podcast? And I'm like, I, I, I'm first in line. Let's do, all right. So we're going to put this out in, in there is if you know somebody that is awesome and super cool, send them our way info at fourbetter.us. We're going to interview and we're all just going to be bored together. But I think that this is the good that we can do is through our boredom and through a lot of us being home and whatever we're going through, let's bring some joy. Like Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres is bringing joy. She is sending these weird videos of her just cold calling her buddies and being like, Hey, what are you up to? Yeah, me too. (laughs) Just sitting here bored on my couch. And I just want to spark some joy. So, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, come spark some joy with me. All right. uh, I'm going back to bed. All right. Good night. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And thank you so much for reaching out to Jake Gyllenhaal and letting him know that Laura Heck at 360-220-4994 would love to talk to him. Come spark some joy, Jake. Um, No, in all seriousness, you guys, these are interesting times. And I really just want for you to be kind to one another um, and be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. If you're looking for more resources, check out our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. We have lots of cool things. What a great time to pick up Zach's latest book, uh, The Marriage Therapy Radio Journal. And that is not it. I completely screwed that up. Let me start this over again. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And thank you so much for reaching out to Jake Gyllenhaal and letting him know that Laura Heck wants to talk to him. Really appreciate that, you guys. Um, In all seriousness, though, this is interesting time. So just remember to be kind to yourself. Be kind to the ones that are around you um, for all of the hours. And uh, and also, thank you so much for giving us five stars. Appreciate it. If you're looking for more resources, (sighs) come on, Laura. Focus. All right. Here we go. The wheels are falling off. I'm starting over. Last one, Jason. I swear this is the actual outro. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And thank you so much for reaching out to the people that we had mentioned, specifically Jake Gyllenhaal for me. Um, and I know that Zach had a few, but I think Ben Folds would be one of the one of the big names that he would love. Thank you for letting them know that we want them on the podcast or we just want to you know, spark some joy in our own personal life and chat with them on the phone for a while. Um, if you have some extra time on your hands, check out marriagetherapyradio.com. You'll find lots of resources and no better time than now to lean into your relationship. And there's no better resource than the marriage Marriage Therapy Journal. Right, Zach? Marriage Therapy Journal. So You're broken. <laughs> what? I think you're having a step. <laughs> all right. Don't try to do too much. Just shut just land <laughs> the plane. All right. Just land the plane. That's it. That's all you have to do. You got this. Oh god. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. You guys, I'm starting to lose it on this end. I'm all full of giggles. Um, And I just want to bring some joy to your life. So if you're looking for more resources, check out our website, marriagetherapy.com. It's actually Marriage Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. All I'm going to tell you guys is... Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Um, We're glad that you joined us today. Reach out to all our famous people. We want to talk to them. And uh, thanks for putting more energy into your relationship today than you did yesterday. Ella, more thanks. Okay, whatever it is. We're landing. We're landing. This is the end. (laughs) Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.